broadcasting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. <laughs> Shh, be quiet. So we had SXSW, and it was basically just a lightning bolt SXSW. Honestly, it looked better than the South by Southwest logo. It did. But I basically went back Pretty and just cool. like everywhere where that logo was, I replaced the logo. I didn't take down Sats by Southwest website. I like I kept everything up except for where the logo was. I just went back and put like hashtag SatsXSW, and then like. Four days later, instead of a cease and desist order, South by Southwest Festival sent us like an email being like, hey, do you want to put any of your stuff on the South by Southwest website? And I was just like, no, I don't. Get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of PBS. Sponsored by Voltage. Thank you for getting us right into it, Topher. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. You seem excited to, to drop this. Oh, uh, by Voltage? This sponsor bomb. Hit us. <sighs> Sometimes, like, the greatest sponsors are the ones where you don't really have to talk about them because they just do their job silently behind the scenes. But like, we have to talk about them. They require 20 seconds. About them. 20 seconds at the start very and 20 seconds model. at the end. So, so give us 15 more seconds about why you love Voltage. Uh, because my node stays online and I don't have to worry about it. I think that's pretty much it. They just do a great job of uh, keeping everything up and running. The dashboard is great. Um, Tony, no, and I'd like to see him try. Tony, if you're out there, go for it. Tony, you've been challenged to take down Voltage's node uptime. Yeah. Voltage, that wasn't me suggesting it, because we love you. Thank you for sponsoring yeah. PBS and I mean, always supporting My node is sponsored by Voltage. Community. I don't know what Tony's got on his side of the court, but, uh, you know. He's, he's got talent, I think, is basically what would be his, uh, his side of the court. Mm -hmm. If anybody could do it, I think it could be Tony, but like I'm not advocating that we try to take down the Voltage Network because <laughs> I like Voltage. Those guys are awesome. They're doing good things, and we appreciate their support at PBS. Yeah. Paid for the tacos that half the plebs in here are eating, except for that Stacker News guy. He's just always, always Sh Stacker News in a way. Even at PBS, he's just doing work. Shout out to Nate. He's not Stacker News. That's, that's true. That was a good one. Dad, is, is that a, is it considered a dad joke if you're a mom or a wife, a girl? I'd, wife? Yeah. yeah. The wife joke. That would be a mom question, but mom's not paying attention either. Mm. So, should we just get right into it? You got the list? I was just going to pull I up do. the list. We should get right into it. I try to be prepared. Uh, great. Most you're, of the time. You're coming in more prepared than me, Topher. I appreciate it. So, uh, should we even bother trying to recap BitDevs? I would give us the quickest version because I wasn't there. I know that um, apparently people got pretty drunk afterwards. There's some people who spent most of today recovering after BitDevs last night, which I it's been a while since I've that. seen that. I don't, I don't have much of a story. I just know that uh, the, the bear fucker... Sorry, God was uh, was in hibernation most of today because he's a children's had, show. By he, the way, I know it is a children's show. It's what well, we it's actually have children in the audience show. this it time. Is. Who? Who's the bear fucker? Carmen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in here and like, I don't know what he was doing. He's like meeting Price and then they left. But he had literally been in bed all day recovering from last night. So wow, I left before the party he was he was hibernating, I guess. He was hanging out with his bear friends. He was getting cuddly in the in the den. Speaking of Ben Thackerman, Ben, that's what Super calls him. Thackerman. Thackerman. That 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 Carmen. Is that Thacker? I don't know what you're saying. With, with the super spin, it's huh. Ben Thackerman, because he likes to go against the grain. Super does like to go against the grain. Yeah. So uh, Ben was dropping knowledge uh, last night at BitDevs. Uh, he was going over just like. Um, I don't know, they want to keep changing things in Bitcoin. They want to like change uh, the That's way that we do DLCs, apparently, which we haven't even started to do, but now we're going to change the way we do them. Um, Who's like, they? They. They, the, 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 the cryptographers. Okay. Keep, like changing the formulas. Not the. Is someone sponsored by Spiral? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just found a better way to do DLCs where it's easier to set up and a lot quicker. And Ben himself was just like, oh, this invalidates like everything we're doing. We're going to do this now. Yeah. Which is cool, but it's also like... He told us yeah. to forget everything that, we, that he told us for the past two years. <laughs> okay. We're all going to... We're going on a new standard. It's a new way to do DLCs, which I don't think anybody's doing anyway. So. I mean, it, I thought DLCs were basically too complex that nobody had really figured them out, so... Is this going to solve for that, where people are actually using DLCs more often, or? I don't know. I'm still going to attempt to do them the old-fashioned way. Why? Because I I like the I think the old way was simpler. You also like to go against the grain. Um, sometimes. I'm 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 going down in my my rebel ways. Does anybody else a rebel anymore? Anybody else have any thoughts on DLC changes, or just DLCs in general? Yeah, yeah. What is a Discrete DLC? log contract. That's that's where that's where the knowledge ends. I can I, I don't think I've got a much deeper. You're welcome. Right. Um, yep. The Oracle problem. Isn't that basically the biggest problem with DLCs so far, right? Is the that there's like no really like good oracles? Well, the guy who invented it, Taj Dreja, he even said like created what DLCs? Is like I thought yeah. I thought Mr. Carmen himself was like the one of the main people behind DLCs. Uh, but even Taj said like he envisions the future of the oracles being like ESPN could be an oracle for sports betting. Yeah. But ESPN clearly doesn't know anything about DLCs. So until you get like a big Which is big why there's a huge oracle. business opportunity because yeah, yeah. now right all now, you have to do running oracles. Pretty much just Chris Stewart is running all the oracles. <laughs> yeah, well just you could start your own oracle service. All you have to do is sit in front of an API endpoint and just sign sure, sure, sign the outputs. Uh, yeah, not yet. Don't count me out. I'll be the the premier oracle for for GitHub. That's where I'm gonna carve out my niche. I want super testnet to be my oracle. 
I'm going to sign all like GitHub API calls. And I don't think I do. People make bets on them. No. He he's just like he's too uh, he's too mood temperamental. It's just like I feel like there's just going to be like a day where like I win the bet, but Super's like, no, I don't like the outcome. So it's just like okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that what the D is? Yeah. Dis discrete. No, discrete. Discrete law. It's it's based off this thing called the discrete logarithm problem, which is what allows you to sort of do a discrete log contract. Uh, I I don't know. I wish I knew more about the actual problem itself. It, it gets a little deeper into cryptography, but it's it, it basically because of this um, feature of math, uh, you can create a um, public-private key pair uh, without knowing the private key. You can kind of do it uh, just knowing the public key. And it allows you to create a contract because you can then say, hey, send money to this address, and uh, the, you will get the private key basically through the Oracle signing a particular message. And it's pretty cool. At least th this is like the traditional way that was uh, laid out by, by Taj. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the thing that Ben was like going over was involving BLS signatures, which is like way over my head. So, I don't know. Making Good things more days. complicated. Yeah. Way over my head. <laughs> yeah, what else happened at BitDevs? What else was going on? I wasn't oh, we there. Were, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about uh, how it's like illegal to contribute code. It's illegal no. to contribute code. Yeah, if you're on the the old, was it the OFAC list? Tornado yeah, the tornado cache thing. We're bringing that up. Yeah, privacy and security in Bitcoin super important, huh? Mm. How, how? No, you don't. That was like a hmm. Like you don't think privacy is important? No. No. Well, interesting. Why? Uh. That's been my take for a real long time to too. But like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's an interesting thread, right? Until you do, yeah. Which I'm playing like, devil's advocate. Which is honestly. like it's it's like okay, so maybe you're just like yeah, but I'm a really good person, so like I never will have anything to hide. But like, what people have to hide now versus like what the government deems unworthy or unallowed, if it continues to trend in like authoritarian directions, it's like you might be perfectly in line with everything the way it is today, but in five years, what if it's like okay, well now even like talking about Bitcoin is illegal. Now you do have something you want to hide. You know what I yeah. mean? So like having privacy is super important, especially as authoritarian kind of governments continue to rampage around the world. And it's obviously, I'd say the past two weeks have really kind of put in the spotlight the importance of, of uh, privacy because people are kind of getting fucked. I like to be secure in my... Uh my personal information and my personal effects. Yeah. I don't like to give ammunition to the government. For a long time now, I've kind of played this uh, game of, of hiding in plain sight. Uh, after my time in the military, it was kind of clear to me that the whole system is, uh, what's a good way to describe it? Like a soup sandwich? It's um, a soup sandwich. A soup sandwich, yeah. Is that is that like a good image of something really like Good. I was going to get Good. something to eat later, but now you've completely killed my appetite. You're welcome. But like, yeah, it's a it's, sandwich. I just like, 
it's probably worse than beans and toast. Like the idea of a soup sandwich is pretty gnarly, but that's basically what the U.S. government and it's like elite fighting force is. It's a soup sandwich. It's just kind of a giant shit show. Um, yeah, that's why I'm not like really too worried about. I think the bigger an audience you have, competent. I agree that mostly my belief system is that by the time I am of any kind of relevance with what I'm doing, they'll have already destroyed themselves even further. Yeah, and then it just doesn't matter. Like we're we're trending towards the path of like they're kind of falling apart and it gets worse by the day they're kind of lashing out doing these like crazy raids and stuff on banning people from github arresting people it's definitely important though i mean we had some internal conversations at pleb lab where we had to like talk about best practices like there was enough going on last week where it was like this is something like every company in bitcoin should probably have at least a couple of minute conversation about is like what are you doing online like what are you doing in the business world? Like what kind of things are you involved in? Because the last thing you want to do when you're like trying to build something of real value for the Bitcoin space and for the world is to like end up in prison for doing something that seemed relatively benign until some government institution is like, nope, that doesn't work for us. You know? Yeah. It's a double standard. Yeah. A lot of there's criminal elements that use cash for all sorts of ill gotten things, but like, yeah, like the governments. Yeah, the, I don't, I don't think that you really can do anything about criminals using like certain platforms that promote privacy of transactions, and I think like the human right to to have that privacy kind of trumps everything else. Um, I would agree. Yeah. I, I kind of want to say something about this about my question last night, uh, which I didn't was fully answered or what was your question could you like restate it for the yeah, audience my question was about whirlpool specifically and yes the, whirlpool what happens to the users if if whirlpool ends up on the ofac list just like tornado cash did tomorrow what does that mean for the users obviously samurai whirlpool those people they're ready for that kind of censorship and are they though according to them they've been taking precautions for years in a bunch of different areas. Also, yeah. they're all pseudonymous. Uh, I don't know, maybe NSA knows who they are, but they're ready to keep running even if they get sanctioned. But if they get sanctioned, I've got their full stack running at home. What happens to me? Like, what are the immediate implications for me? And like, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, what does that look like for the users? Because right now, Whirlpool and CoinJoin in general is the tool we have for separating our identity from our UTXOs. Yeah, breaking uh, deterministic links, I believe is the way that they phrase it. Yeah, Um, Whirlpool, Whirlpool will be fine because Whirlpool is just a protocol. Well, Whirlpool is like a centralized coordinator. So we kind of discussed that at the bit does like what would happen to Whirlpool specifically, but like coin joins in general will be fine. Like even the tornado cash contract is still on the Ethereum blockchain. It's not like they can shut it down. Um, I do think it's interesting how this is sort of becoming a test case for like how decentralized is Ethereum really? You know, like when you have uh, large API providers like Infura that have that you go on Infura's website and they boast about how they have like three million 
uh, projects using their API. Well, now Infura can say, oh, we have to uh, ban this particular contract, so now you can't interface with it. Right. And uh, other exchanges can do the same thing. They can color coins and sanction them if you have them in your account balance because it's dirty money. And so it's just kind of interesting to see all this play out on Ethereum. I mean, it's Ethereum, so technically, yeah, it is dirty money. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, but it's it, honestly, it's super interesting to me to watch it all play out. Yeah, um, for sure. It is actually, I mean, every day in Bitcoin is pretty fascinating, yeah? Yeah. Speaking of fascinating, I don't know if he wants to come up and tell us about it. He's probably the man with the most information. You want to tell us about uh, Super's Noster workshop, sir? Yeah. I'm oh, you got the toe. Well, this is how much I know. I was All working right. on the, the syllabus with them last night. Sweet. Tell us about Super and Topher's Noster workshop. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Noster is this uh, uh, cool when, protocol. When, when is it? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow? What time Tomorrow is at it? noon. Where is it? It's at Pleb Lab. The new Pleb Lab. Phase 2. Phase Six, 2. 621 East 6th Street. On the corner of 6th and Red River. Is it Red River? Yeah, Six and Red River. Sabine. I thought it was Sabine. Yeah, it's not Red River. It's between the two. Is Sabine clo Sabine's closer to the freeway. So if we're walking from the commons. Yeah. Hey, look, when you see the drug dealers underneath the hangar. Yeah, next to the ice cream you've shop You've reached Prep Lab. If you've, if you've gone past the ice cream and met the drug dealers, you've gone too far. Yeah. Was it, was it, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm like unclear. I'm sorry to cut you off on the NASA workshop, but, but this is important information. I didn't come to Pleb Lab the day I hear there's a murder at Pleb Lab, but then I hear that the murder wasn't a murder and it was just a joke. But then I watched Cars Thriller X episode with, with Mr. Atwood, who was saying he literally saw a body. And it, okay, somebody fill me in. Somebody actually did. So did you see it? I didn't you like, I were you questioned by the detective? Cause I was called at home to be, to be like asked about like whether there were witnesses. Yeah, I talked to a detective. Great. I saw him shortly after he probably died. Uh, there was a, I was alerted by a woman screaming and running around his body for someone to come. And then I was kind of, I was, and then I called Super over me and Super were looking at it. And <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at this poor man. That's Whoa. Yeah, they had a whole crime scene there. It was interesting. Do we have a mic to pick me up or is it just like 
you you you'll you you typically hear like mumblings in the background it's interesting because like if you're watching the show at home it like gives you this vibe of you should be there because there's obviously conversation happening that i can't get really it's yeah, a Keon yeah, was yeah, yeah. a witness to a murder across the street so we're, we're talking about that uh the murder yeah that's pretty wild that's terrible that is sad and That's, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so anyways, Noster workshop at the place that's definitely not next to where murders are happening. No, not at all. No, that was on that was on his side of the office. <laughs> We're was, gonna have the workshop on the other, on the side, other side of building. Red River, right? Like yeah. it was, yeah. All no, the way. Red River's where it's at. Don't don't go to that other place. It's just too sketchy over there. <laughs> Stay closer to the ice cream shop. Yeah, why is the river red? I think we've answered the question. Yeah, so the Noster workshop is going to be amazing. Um, should I talk about what Noster is? Yeah, briefly. Very briefly. Yeah, just, so it's, it's a dirty. protocol. Just brief. Yep. It's, it's as brief as I can make it. It's a protocol. What's the protocol for? Uh, so the creator of it, Fiat Jeff, he created it to be a decentralized form of social media. So you can run wow. your own server called the Relay. Know. And other people can send messages to your relay, and it's all so signed. So this is another another option versus what was the other one? Mastodon. Ma it's, it's supposed to be a lot simpler than Mastodon. Mastodon. And uh, yeah, a lot less friction to use. Yeah. So I think that um, would something it's like really Stacker News be considered social media? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Stacker News runs its own thing. I got, got it. You gonna come to the Noster workshop? Oh, great. So I, I think it captures the same spirit as uh, Bitcoin node operators, where because it's so easy to run a relay, people just do it. And because people are choosing to run their relays, it's just really convenient to, to use their relays to relay messages from one browser to another browser. So it's, it's really cool, it's fun to use. Um, it allows you to make cool apps uh, that essentially don't have a central server. Um, they can just bounce off these relays to other people. And uh, for a developer, it's very easy to get into. And uh, so the workshop is just gonna be focused on uh, writing your own Noster client in like less than 200 lines of code. And uh, yeah, you'll be up and running at the end of the course. You'll be up and running with your own Noster client and you'll understand all of it. Um, you'll be able to do all the cool stuff you can do on it, like end-to-end uh, -end encryption. And uh, it'll, you can do it all from your browser if you wanted to. You don't really need to like, build any infrastructure. It's just all provided to you by these node operators. They just do it out of the kindness of their hearts. For now. Do we have an idea of how many node operators exist today? Uh, I don't know an exact number. There are some websites that kind of show you what relays are up and running. It's, it's in the hundreds, at least. Yeah, it's really easy to run a relay, and a lot of people have stepped up and they've um, built relays in different languages. So whatever your programming language of choice is, you can probably find a relay. And if not, the, the specifications on how to build one is really, it's, it's good. It's good enough that where like, you can do it in a weekend if you wanted to. Like so, a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, 
when was the Noster spec like put out? I was going to ask the same question. Uh, whatever it says on GitHub. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey, Carr, what's our, uh, what's our game plan for these workshops? We're going to do... Ooh, we have next a, next week. Are we going to be trying to do weekly? Up. We don't have like a tentative plan. What's the thought? Every Saturday going forward. Great. If you guys are out there, the like whole maybe what do we got? Like one viewer today? The, or are we actually two two viewers for the whole two viewers that are watching this at home? It's uh, weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the two viewers that are watching live, I see you. And uh, for those of you who watch this later, Pleb Lab weekly workshops. I guess yeah. that's pretty badass. Uh, We're getting smarter over at Pleb Lab. That's, what do you think about? Uh, it's my favorite thing. Whoa! Four people. Classroom. Say that again. Hosting our own classroom. Hosting my own classroom. Yeah, like Base Fifty Eight, but better. I um. I mean, I don't look. I don't want to. I don't want to step on toes. We have partnerships with Base58. I would really actually like to get them into the Pleb Lab office. I'm trying to expand the office space into the floor downstairs. Yeah. And actually have Base58 take half of the side of the downstairs floor. On the first floor? Yeah. That would be awesome. I would love to churn out developers downstairs and then bring people who want to work with Bitcoin companies and or build Bitcoin companies upstairs. I feel like that'd be great synergy. Um, but obviously, so. we are kind of focused on education right now. So Pleb Lab is kind of, for right now, maybe not like doing full-on Base58 style courses. But I think a good starting point for getting more involved where we can educationally is to use the talent we have in our community and do weekend courses. I think weekend courses are a great start. I think it is a great start as well. And then Brotillas. And then Brotillas. Yeah. That's, yeah, what's, okay. Uh, very excited about nips. I think this is a first. Nips. Yes, <laughs> nips. I guess that stands for Noster implementation proposals. Noster implement what? Noster implementation proposals. I am, it's just I am, like a spec. I'm gonna have to start wearing sleeves again. It's, um, like if you have like a mechanics manual for your car, it's just like how do you? How do you replace the oil on yeah, the Noster? We, we went from, from BIPs to NIPs. NIPs. Yeah. Well, the, the, a lot of developers in Noster are uh, Bitcoin enthusiasts. So you kind of see the parallels between Bitcoin, stuff that people do in Bitcoin, and stuff that's implemented in Noster. Sort of the same. Oh, I was thinking about nipples still. You're actually oh. you're <laughs> running with the Noster thing. On the, on the Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Yeah, but because like a lot of the builders that are going to be coming into Bitcoin aren't necessarily going to be protocol devs. They want to be application devs. They want to build stuff on top of Bitcoin, on top of Lightning. Uh, and there's a lot of skills that you got to learn that aren't Bitcoin and Lightning. Specific. Can you do a workshop on that? 
Yeah, it sounds like uh, someone's stepping up to host that workshop. I mean, I would do a workshop on JavaScript or React, like, yeah, basically, like, build your first front end app. I know yeah. a guy who can host it with you. We can have, not next weekend, but the weekend. It looks like you've got your third class, sir. There you go. Pub Lab, rocking and rolling. Let's do it. Here for the Pub Devs. Hey, so, by the way, for those, I, you guys are pretty much most of the regulars. N next week, do you have anything else you'd like to say about the master workshop? No, that's pretty much it. We're going to crush it. And so if you're not there, you're a square. You. I, won't, I won't be there. I'm sorry. But that's... Got an 11 pack of PBR in the fridge too. What? An 11 pack? Yeah, one of them. They uh, they're. Double concentrate cold brew. This, it, <laughs> yes, I put up a flyer on the door now that explains how the cold brew works. That's um, you guys. Wait, that's a cold. That's cold brew. That machine. That's fine, but but the if. If those, are, if you're considering the white stickered ones double concentrate, then the ones that they were drinking are 4x concentrate because they literally weren't diluted at all. So he's like, he's like, it's really strong, and I was like, which one are you drinking? He's like, I don't know, the one that's upright, and I'm like, yeah, you're drinking concentrate. So I just like had to like go write a thing and like stick it on the fridge. It explains which cold brew is drinkable and which one is like jet fuel with some some. So did we almost have a caffeine overdose? In we the, might have had the, I mean, no, we're Bitcoiners. I don't think anybody's going to overdose on caffeine. We're pretty, <laughs> maybe Keon. He's, he like supplements 50% of his caffeine intake with nicotine. So yeah, yeah he, might, he, he might overdose if he drank the pure concentrate. Where you got that coffee machine, but it is the dopest looking coffee machine I've ever seen. Thank you, sir. It's like if DeWalt came out with a coffee machine. I want that at the work site making my coffee. It's a great, it's a great little coffee maker. I was, uh, it looks I, legit. Was, I, I was told it was not that nice or that great by my fiance. Uh, but I think it makes a pretty good cup of coffee. She's, she must be a tea maximalist. No, she's a coffee maximalist. She managed a coffee shop. So she's just like very, very particular. She's, she told me there were some bad reviews. I didn't see any of them before I bought it. And honestly, I don't have any complaints. It makes a good cup of coffee. I think maybe my only complaint is that the, I wish the pot was like twice as big because we, we drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, it's we like literally every time I turn around, I like hear people grinding coffee beans and then I like come around the corner and coffee's already gone. I'm like, I swear <laughs> I just heard the beans grind. Like, where did it all go? We're just converting code from, from coffee to code. It's yeah. like our pipeline. It's got to keep it flowing. It's literally coding caffeine into your DNA so that you can code your brain power into the code. That's yeah. I no, lost like the lawnmower there. man. You the can just like in, yeah. And you remember that film from the nineties lawnmower man? He like inserted himself into the computer. No, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I'm hoping to do that one day. Straight into the matrix. Yeah, just so I can just surf the blockchain. We'll <laughs> rearrange things. Speaking of a good time, for those of you who are here, and for those of you who are watching, and for everybody who's not. Uh, PBS party next week. So next Friday during BitBlock Boom, Pleb Lab's going to have its open house. Ooh, yes. Can I get can I get a clap? Please. Where's the Where's the audience? We got to get some some car action going. Yeah. I've been waiting for this open house. It's been like I've been anticipating it. How do you think? What, what thoughts on your like first experience in the new Pleb Lab? Uh, I think you crushed it. Yeah. The, the desks are on point. Um, the chairs. The chairs. The Keon told me I probably messed up with the chairs, but they ended up being pretty good. 
the studio. We were very, very nervous about the chairs. The yeah. conference room. Actually, I like the conference room. It could, the table could be a little bigger, but we'll, we'll fill it up. We'll fill I, it up. We thought that table was going to go in a smaller room for, to be the conference room, and then we decided to kind of flip-flop it. So it is proportionately just a tad small, but I think it'll work. Yeah. It also gives you some room to like move things around and kind of do what you guys may be doing this weekend for like workshops and whatnot. Yeah. You can kind of have some space to put in a couple extra chairs and whatever else. Oh, we're going to pack the house. Yeah. You would bring up something intimate. Anyways. Yeah, but it's a great next, space. It's next. Incredible. Pleb Lab needs a fountain. What kind of fountain? Like a fondue fountain? Chocolate? No. Cheese. You're like more into the cheese. Coffee fountain. Wait. That would, yeah, that'd start to smell fast, I think. No, I'm a one pound kind of guy. You think Voltage would uh, sponsor a fountain in the back? Voltage, would you sponsor a fountain in the back? Let us know. It could be like a lightning bolt. That's what? That's a brilliant idea. Why? That was, you're awful. Uh, yes, fountain. Why, thank you, Fou co host. <laughs> Mary Oscar. Yeah, Mary Oscar. And ask him Car's got car. Your friends with Mary Oscar. Ask if a fountain will sponsor a fountain at Pleb Lab. <laughs> We're gonna get fountain to sponsor a queso fountain at Pleb Lab. That would be you guys. If listen, fountain. If you guys sponsor that, you free queso from the fountain for life. Obviously. Yeah. All right, smartass. You get out. You're fired. But all kidding aside, um, the party's gonna be awesome. We're doing, we'll have some like more detailed timelines um, early next week for. That's what I just said. I said early next week we'll announce more like detailed timelines for what we've got going on later in the week. Um, but yeah, it's for right now. What we do know is Friday evening, um, we're gonna do. What are we doing? Three, four. Car? So three. So we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a three hour PBS from three four. Hey, hours. actually, Keon, what time is the the voltage mash party? I want to be able to get over to that party and participate in that as well. So let's let's do three to six. All right, there it is, folks. Three. To 6 p.m. It's five, of course it is. That's making things difficult. <sighs> okay, great. Three to five. Three to five it is, folks. I know I just said three or four different timelines. I, I see the new folks in the audience getting a good chuckle out of this show. I told you it's the most ridiculous show on Bitcoin. Three to five. What? What's on the meetup page? What's on the meetup page? Yeah, we're we're figuring this out right now, folks. Huh? We're figuring this out right now. How many Bitcoiners does it take to figure out what we're doing on this show? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that's basically that. We're going to do an open house. We're going to do like a longer extended version PBS. We'll probably have more tacos than normal. We'll have some beer in the fridge. We've got tons of jet fuel. Uh, we've got a really cool coffee pot if you're into the hot stuff. What are you freaking out about, sir? Well, you 
It doesn't exist? Okay. We got two more things on our list. Kyle's story time. And uh, we'll save that for and, last. And the Bitcoin block party. Yeah, that, that segues nice and I guess talking about what we're talking now with the PlebLab thing because it's going to be during BitBlock boom. That's true. You wanna, do, you, do you know much about the Bitcoin block party? Uh, I know, I know, I know that I'm not would. going. You're not going? No. Why? Because I kind of hang out with everyone already. So you it's hang like out with all the people that are buying, coming in from around the world? Buying a ticket to go to the same places that I, I go to? No, I meant the block party. Yeah, do you mean the, the actual event? Because they're going to have an event in the hotel, right? They're going to have it That's in the Sheraton or something? Yeah. Like the conference. Yeah. Bit Block Boom is... Yeah. I yes. wish, can we show that on the camera? Because that was... Whoa. It was actually a pretty good toss. That was pretty good. Here it is, folks. A little Vanna White for you. Yeah, courtesy of uh, Michael Atterwood from you. Oshi for uh, designing that. And uh, I'm not going to read it off for the audience either. Also, I, I don't like pay. my audience. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Uh, so August 24th at 7 p.m., Bitcoin block party powered by Ibex and Oshi. It's Bitcoin block party number two. So uh, what, what night is that? Do we know? August 24th? Is that Thursday? That's Wednesday. So Wednesday the 24th is Beefsteak. If you're going to Beefsteak, if you're not, there's the Bitcoin block party. And even if you are, the block party will probably go late enough. I mean, the last block party we did went until the bars closed. It went until 2 o'clock in the morning. So... I, uh, yeah, I imagine basically people, unless they're like, unless they're in a coma from Beefsteak, I imagine a lot of people even at Beefsteak are going to end up at this block party. But it's down on Rainy Street. There's like a bunch of businesses accepting Bitcoin on a Bitcoin standard again. Yeah. Um, Shout so. out to Cantina 512. I'll be at Beefsteak, so I won't be leading the parade this time. I'll be one of the people that's hopefully coming after I don't end up in a coma. Um, so I wish I could go to, to the Bitcoin block party, why can't Bit block boom, because I'm actually gonna be really busy that week. I'm putting together something. Uh, it's top secret. Great. Are you gonna come to the open house? I will come to the open house. Yes, and I'll try and make it to the block party too and represent. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm jealous of all the people that are going because it's. <laughs> there's I... a lot of. Uh, you're funny. Really great speakers that are flying in, and uh, it seems like all the funny games that they have set up is going to be pretty incredible. Maybe. I'm excited. I'm, sure I'm excited that BitBlock Boom's coming to Austin. I, uh, I also just got a text message from someone that's a great segue into Kyle's story time. So I, most of you already know I got engaged. His name is Tim. Uh, but Shout she just she just messaged me. I will not be at Beefsteak because I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't really want to go to the doctor, but I I put it on the calendar like I don't know like four months ago because that's how long the VA takes to get seen by yeah. people there. It's ridiculous. Good good old government systems. Uh, oh, I, I have friends in the VA, and I've had to sit in a VA hospital for far too long. Yeah. It takes like four hours to get a hold of somebody to schedule an appointment, and then they didn't have anything for two and a half months. So I scheduled it out two and a half months, and then of course, it lands on the exact day that I'm supposed to be volunteering to work beefsteak. Um, Just take two orange pills and uh, call your doctor in the morning. Hey, can you tell my fiance sitting over <laughs> there that I don't need to go to the doctor? 
He doesn't need to go. He to doesn't the need to go to the doctor. I'm pretty broken, folks. The military beats you up, and I actually probably really need to go see a doctor. I, I'm going to have several appointments mm -hmm. coming up because I'm, like, working on my disability right now. My shoulders are fucked. I, like, both of my arms, like, hurt at night when I sleep because I, like, wake up in the middle of the night and have, like, no circulation going to them. Uh, yeah. I've got a lot of real serious issues, and I haven't seen a doctor in a while, so I'm going to probably go. It's... I, I like I put on a good show. It's uh Can I ask it, you a question? Yeah, hit me. Uh what percentage are you at? Currently I'm at seventy. Really? Yep. Hundred percent's really hard to get to, but Do you I mean, feel like that number is too low? Like they should have changed you? I so I got thirty when I first got out, but I like when I first got out and saw the doctors for my disability ratings then I was still like really deeply military like I was like still in the army and they really drill it into you to like a physiological level like there's nothing wrong with you so when I was seeing the doctors there was nothing wrong with me I like basically only like if you've seen it in my up. medical records that's a thing otherwise there's nothing wrong with me 70% 70 vaccinated? <laughs> yes 70% is my disability rating through the, the veterans affairs yeah well, it, it determines your benefits. So if they say that you're not disabled or you have a low rating, then they just basically say you're fine and we're not going to deal with you. So it's kind of a messed up system. It gets harder and harder and harder to get percentages added because it's like basically they have like this really ridiculous scale where 100% is all of it, right? But if you have 70 then they take 70 and I think it's subtract it from the 100 and then you have 30. But then basically anything that happens after that is like rated on that what's left over. So you're getting left. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, are you, are you against government run healthcare? I, I think it's probably a disaster. I mean, the VA is a disaster. I think I'm like happy that I have it for like the one time every four years that I just like want to go see a doctor. It's there and it's free. Because uh, like otherwise, I don't I don't pay for insurance. It's I, I never go to the doctor. But um, I wish Simon was here. He would have an opinion on this too. He would have an Canada. opinion. I don't really have a that maple. I don't leaf. have like a strongly held opinion on the matter. I think that the system is really, really bad. And that's trying to take care of like less than 1% of the total community that is the United States of America. So my guess is trying to add like 99 and a half percent more to a government run thing would, it would never work would be my guess. No, no, I don't think so either. Yeah. Unless like you're really into job security. But, I, but I mean, I also though. am like kind of stuck on that issue because I don't I don't think that like healthcare should really be super involved in like business, like the business. I mean, I think if you're going to I guess if you're going to do the business of healthcare, then it should be as like free market open source as possible. Right. Like I would love to see like X-rays are us versus like X-ray you and me. Like I want to see like healthy competition where like I go in, like you could, listen, you go to the healthcare system now, it's like, it's free market or whatever, but it's really not. You have like, you go in, you see a doctor about a thing. You have no idea what it costs. No, there's no transparency whatsoever. I'd love to go in and be like x-ray for knee, like $195 so that I could go across the street and compare it with the price 
where they're like knee x-ray $175 but until you can do that like We'll send you an x-ray device to your home overnight in one of our boxes. You send it back to us and yeah, it'll cost you a nickel and a half and we'll only kill four people in the process. Amazon. I like those numbers. I, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly, I, I you have to break a few eggs. You want to make an omelet, you know, <laughs> Amazon's another one of those services where it's like weird. It's like one of those things where it's like a love hate relationship. I know that they definitely have awful practices behind the scene, but I love that I can get basically anything in like a day. Yeah. And it's, it's a great service. And I don't like, if I found out they were like, like, I don't want to get too dark, but if they were doing like even crazier shit than I know they were doing and I discovered it, I'd probably still use them because Ooh. I love being able to get anything. It's like when I can't find something I need, I can just get on Amazon and it'll be there tomorrow at my mailbox. Is there a line that they can cross where you can't? I'm sure, I'm sure there is a line, but I don't know what it is yet. Killing children. This show does. <laughs> what if it were kids that were like running the conveyor belts by hand? Just like cranking a shaft. Folks, if you're watching this at home, you are missing gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that is debatable. <laughs> yeah, I think they somebody should got hit in the head with a shovel. Bring back uh, child chimney sweepers. I think child labor should get Kids brought back. I've got two days. girls that uh, like that they, they uh, love spending money, but don't. I mean, don't understand the value of it. <laughs> I'm not suggesting the girls go to the coal mines either. I'm just suggesting that, like, when I was six years old, I was working in my grandma's flower shop, and I was like I enjoyed work I enjoyed work young and early and like at 16 years old I asked my mom for money and she was like you're 16 go get a fucking job and I was like okay great I think even like I could have worked earlier like I don't think I would have been mad about having a job at 14 years old I've enjoyed work since the day I started doing it like it's good it's I think it's good for you yeah proof of work right like isn't that what Bitcoiners all talk about like I started working straight out of high school yeah I like I mean, hell, I went to dinner. Kyle with, is uh, proof of work reincarnate. Or was it incarnate? Not so much. I'm getting fat and lazy. It's, um, oh, yeah, because you're are married. Are we going to talk about that? Okay. It's weird how as soon as that ring hits the finger. I think this is, I feel like we've just kind of sidetracked after story time. Story time was I got engaged, and then that kind of tailed off into some other things. Uh, it did get filmed for the Bitcoiner movie documentary. Um, I like coordinated with him cause we've, we started filming together over a year ago and like yeah, Austin I remember that and Web Lab kind of became at least one of like a handful of kind of Are characters. I don't, I, I, maybe, I mean, I guess. Yeah. You, you were in the B roll footage. He had, you were in the trailer. You were in the gym. Pumping the iron. early, the early trailers look like uh, pumping iron it was too. It's like, me, it's like me in the gym, like doing like heavy rows. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's the American dream. And then, and then he like, he lives. So we coordinated to come in to like do some filming of us, like setting up in the new pleb lab. Um, and then like when he was here for Bitcoin plus plus, I asked, he, we were talking about whether we could film the proposal. My fiance doesn't 
really like being in the public much. She's kind of like quiet, stays behind the scenes. So I asked her, I was like, what do you think? And she basically, I was surprised, but she actually said, yes, I could, as long as she didn't know he was there. Um, she didn't want to like feel like she was acting when I proposed. So I was like, okay, great. So he came down, he was here two days before, the day before we actually went to where I knew I was gonna pop the question and we like scouted out, we were there for like an hour and a half, like working over like where he can hide, where we can do what, like how like the walk works. We met in the bathroom early that morning. I get there and I'm like, girls, I have to pee. Like, let's all meet outside the bathroom. And I went in, took off my hat. We like mic'd up the inside of my hat. I went out and I kind of started forcing everybody to follow me. I did put on sleeves, man. It was, and pants. It was like a monumental moment. I, uh... Hey, babe, <laughs> did you know it was coming? She knew. She knew. I was nervous, folks. I was nervous. Women can smell the fear. I was excited and nervous and excited. Um, she told me she switched a, a ring from one finger to another. So she, she knew enough that it was a possibility that she was kind of prepared for it. But she didn't know Rob was there. I like planned it all out where we like went under a little bridge and there's a waterfall behind me. And I had her turn around so that Rob could come. Yeah, that would have been a very, would have been a very sad, sad credit scroll. Oh, that's awful. That's story time, folks. Um, any any last minute audience uh, audience thoughts? I could. Yeah, uh, that's that's the end credits, my friend. Uh, Has anyone seen Mark Andreessen's head? Mark Andreessen's head. Yeah. Is this like he's like the new Oz or something? It's a weird question. Is it floating in a vial? An Interesting. That's all. It's a stra strange, strange, random audience thought. Anybody else? Can <laughs> kangaroos can't jump so, backwards? Like, what do we got? What else? I we would got? like to uh, bring up uh, a thing on OpenSats. Oh, so yeah. there on. is a fundraising going on for the Craig Wright versus Hoddlenot legal Craig battle. Wright. So uh, Craig Wright is not apparently Hoddlenot is guilty of the terrible crime of uh, saying Craig Wright is not Satoshi. That's true. And uh, he's being taken for he's been taken to court for it. Yeah, they've and been battling it out in the court systems for a long time, but uh, yeah, so Craig if, Wright uh, did not anticipate the Bitcoiners would keep showing up to like support this guy's legal battle with Bitcoin. So uh, I really hope that this outcome works out in his favor because Craig Wright's a total douchebag. He is. Yeah, total tool. Douchebag and a turd sandwich all rolled into he's one. He's just one big soup sandwich, man. Come at me, Craig, if you're watching. Yeah, bro. Come at me. You can take all like $6 of my money. I don't care. Yeah, so on, uh, me, they have a legal defense fund that they're fundraising for on uh, OpenSats. And uh, some of the copy that they put together, like the graphics and stuff, it's really cool. Like, uh, a, I think a Ben Price might have been involved. Yep, because like friends. he has some amazing artists at his disposal. I mean, they kill it with their own branding, and then every time, like, they do, like, some sort of, like, media thing, like, they just have, like, really cool graphics that they put out. So I just wanted to do a shout-out to them and their, uh, the thing that they're doing on uh, OpenSats. So, yeah, Craig Wright versus Hoddlenot. Check it out on OpenSats. 
Uh, also, one topic that we went over at the BitDevs was uh, lightning channel jamming, which is uh, courtesy of uh, our boy Tony. Nice. So, yeah, there was a little shout out uh, to that. And Tristan, uh, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. I did. You want to make fun of me for being fat and lazy? Partially. What do you What do you got, son? Uh-huh. Why on earth would you do that? <laughs> He's getting a recap. <laughs> We've been doing PBS for a while now, man. Oh, my God. What's, what's really funny is, is the first one even on there, technically? The one that was Stacker News Live? Okay. Car has lost a ton of weight. Car's looking Let's good. Let's give Car a round of applause for almost a hundred pounds lost, ladies and gentlemen. What? I, dude, I so I saw uh, the trailer. I, I know I saw a trailer that the uh, Rob put out for Bitcoiner movie. He like sent us all like a kind of like a behind the scenes release of like the new trailer. And he has a scene where I'm like sitting up in my truck like talking to the camera, and I was just like, damn, I was jacked i lost mad weight i shrunk a lot but i haven't been i haven't been to the gym in like three months folks so uh i'm still bigger than you are come at me bro <laughs> you should put a, a gym in the backyard of uh the pleb lab so yeah, that, that uh, dude, really well, cool every, once once the texas lottery commission leaves we might be able to do that like we could have like a prison prison weight yeah. yard out there yeah let's do this Dude, pleb lab boot camps. We car yeah. can car can do like uh, he can do workshops upstairs for for nerds, and I could do like weightlifting shit in the backyard for for fitness junkies. Um, no. It would be really cool to have a gym. Yeah. Yeah, we got to raise more money before we can talk about a gym. But I mean, we could just do like some some simple. I got stuff that'll work without tons of weights. Every day we go. Every day we go to. Uh, we'll just go to Gold's Gym every day, and like every day I'll put on like a weight belt and like dangle a forty-five pound like weight plate off my cock, and I'll just walk out with it in my pants. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant, actually. You just want to like six o'clock in the morning. You want to meet me out there. We can do some tai chi. Yeah, dude, it's either tai chi or bench pressing. I think. Yeah, I agree. We'll have Keon teach that class. Tai chi. Yeah, we'll have the tai chi class next. Keon's our resident yoga master at the moment. He's done. Yeah. Like up being upside down. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've done inversions that's i still am like pretty flexible and like capable on my yoga mat because i've done like a lot of it but i i haven't been i mean you go every morning don't you five days a week four days a week oh you've been weighing off huh yeah what happened uh, <laughs> you need to go try you need to now go like find like a heated studio no it's not Keon and Kyle you need to, I want a I, debate yeah, I want, on hot yoga at I, the moment. Honestly, I like to uh, I like to sweat like upon walking into the room, like that's the kind of hot studio I'm looking for. Huh? You're just over it. 
You're ready to start getting back to the weights. So you're suggesting that it is for sure a bench press out in the backyard. Get like a bamboo stick and some rocks and drill some holes through it. Yeah. We can maybe put an octagon out there. We'll start our own fight club. Club Lab Fight Club. Club Lab Fight Club. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's about time. Brought to you by Voltage. <laughs> Brought to you by Voltage. All right, so I guess that's probably you want to – do we do banners at the end of the show, or are we just doing like a simple – We're very inconsistent. I love, that's, we're consistently inconsistent. We're consistently inconsistent, but you know who isn't? Voltage. Their uptime is spot on. Lightning infrastructure, if 100%. Damn, that's even better than I thought. It's better than Galois. It's 99 and a lot of nines after a decimal, folks. It works because Voltage is powered by badass developers. Yeah. They got a great CEO. Listen, these guys are awesome. If you're building on Lightning, you should be building on Voltage. If you're not, you're wrong. We don't care. Yeah, shout out to Nate and Paul. Amazing, fantastic people over at Voltage. They keep the lights on. They do keep the, we'll keep, keep the, the lights. Flowing. We'll keep the lights on for you, folks. And that's all for this episode of PBS. Zap. Zap.